Hello, everybody, and welcome Random Acts of Self Podcast, Episode 5, and I'm Samantha, your host for the day. Today, we're going to talk about goal setting. I coach a lot of clients who have issues with not knowing where they want to go in life or feeling like they're just kind of going through the motions with no real progress toward anything, people that feel stuck. One of my clients described it as being in in an inner tube and going down a lazy river, like at a water park. In other words, what she was saying is that she's just kind of going wherever life is taking her rather than taking control and changing things that she wants to change. And this is just common not only in my coaching business, but with people I've known in life in general. And one of the ways that we can change that is to set goals for ourselves. And goals are good anyway, because humans are usually goal-driven people. And this kind of gives us some shape to our lives. Where are we going? What are we doing? Why? Where do we want to be in five years? Goals help you do that. So there's a lot of right ways to go about setting and achieving goals, and I'm going to tell you about one of those ways. It's one of the most common, one that I use a lot in coaching because it works. And so the first thing is is to think about the goal. What, what do you want to do? So I'm going to use two examples throughout this show. The first one is I want to be healthier, and the second one is I want a better job. Okay, great. Two things that lots of people can relate to. So here's the thing, though. What specifically do those things mean? You want to be healthier. What does that mean exactly to you? Because what it means to you might mean something different to another person. So does it mean losing five pounds? Does it mean getting your cholesterol and blood sugar numbers under control? Does it mean exercising more? Does it mean cutting out junk food? What does it mean to you? And in terms of getting a better job, what does that mean to you? What what is a better job? What would you need to have at your current job to make it a better job? So do you need to get paid more? Do you get better benefits? Is there more flexibility with your hours, better boss, better coworkers, a job that's more interesting and fulfilling? So what does better job mean for you. So in terms of getting healthy, what I'm going to use for the example is losing 20 pounds. And then for the job, we're going to say we want to make double the income that we do now and we want good health benefits. Okay, great. This ties into the second part of the process of goal setting that I'm teaching you, which is measurement. So in this case, losing 20 pounds is easy to measure. Uh, we, we say measurement because it's like, how do you know that you've made it, right? So you get a better job. Well, how do you know you've got the better job? So specificity and measurement are very closely tied together. In these two examples, it's easy to measure. Okay, so lose 20 pounds. You can measure that. I can see, hey, I'm down 15 pounds, five more to go. In other words, I'll know when I hit my goal because I will see that I have lost 20 pounds from where I started. So it's measurable. The same thing goes with getting a better job. So in our case, we want better benefits and we want 
twice the income. Well, the income is really easy to measure because whatever your income is now times two, there you go. Benefits though, again, what, what does that mean? How do we measure that you've got better benefits? Does that mean it covers dental where you didn't have that before? Does it mean lower co-pays, lower prescription costs? What does it mean? So how do we know when we have better benefits? You have to be able to measure that on some level. So this is where it would be helpful to write down the benefits that you have and then the benefits that you want to gain in addition to the ones you already have. Make that list. And which one of those are a must-have? Like, I ha if I don't have these, then this doesn't count as better, better benefits. And what are the ones that are like you can kind of take it and leave it, you're, you're willing to compromise on? So this is where specificity and measurement are so closely related. It's hard to know that you've got more healthy if you don't know what that means or you have no way of measuring it. See what I'm saying? So the next part is achievability. So you have a goal and you're very specific and you can measure it to know when you're done with it, but is it achievable? Has anybody ever done it before? If somebody's done it before, it's achievable in general, but is it achievable for you? So for example, let's say that you are 55 and you are 60 pounds overweight and you've never played basketball before. Do you think it's achievable for you to become a star NBA player? And this is kind of the hardest part for people because sometimes you really have to admit like, hey, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, it's this, this isn't me. I'm first of all, me personally, I'm not even tall enough. So I'm five, four and a half. So is it achievable to me? Nope. And some people have a hard time accepting that. But there are, you know, we all have advantages over others in life. And we all have areas where we're challenged by. And my being short and 45 years old means that me being in the WNBA is probably not going to happen. It's highly mm -hmm. unlikely. So is it achievable for me? Probably not. I'm okay with that because I'm not really interested in basketball very much. But if that's your dream, this may be something difficult to deal with. But you're still going to have to do it. Goals have to be achievable or else you're wasting your time. So in my case, I could never do that. So let's say I'm hell-bent on being involved in basketball. What are some other things I could do to be in involved in basketball? Could I work at one of the stadiums? Could I work for the team in a different way so I can still be part of basketball while knowing that I really don't have what it takes to play it on the court? So is your dream achievable? Now, sometimes your dream is achievable, but not right now. So, for example, you might have to learn a new skill in order for your dream to become achievable. If you want to become an RN, well, then you would have to go to school to be a CNA and then get experience and get that license and go to school for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So is it achievable? Yeah, but it'll take some time. 
Now, do you have the ability to go to school? Maybe you have to work full time and then you're raising four kids and there's just no way for you to go to school to do that right now. So it might not be achievable now, even though it is in the future. So let's say your youngest two kids are two and four and you got to stay home with them all day. Well, once they go away to kindergarten, now you've got all day free. Now your goal becomes more achievable. And tied in with achievable is realistic. It's realistic to say, I want to save money and fly to Tahiti for a two-week vacation. It's not realistic to say, I'm going to sprout wings out of my butt and fly there myself. <laughs> so is it a reasonable thing to do? And again, I used the basketball example. Is it realistic to be 75 years old and think that you're going to wind up as the star player for the New York Knicks? No. So you've got to be realistic about your goals. Are you physically capable of doing these goals? Are you knowledgeable enough to do it? Do you have the motivation to do it? Are you? There's some goals that are so big that you have to pretty much give up so much. You have to sacrifice a lot to do it. So is that reasonable for you? Is it reasonable for you to earn a master's degree in one year? Probably not. I don't know anybody who's done it. If you have done it, please let me know. I want to meet you because wow. So you see what I'm saying? Is it realistic and is it is it achievable? And these two things are so closely intertwined. And so think about that. Think about what your goal is. Can I do, can I achieve it? Do I have what it takes to achieve it? And is it a realistic goal? Are people doing this? Is this something that people do? I don't know anybody who sprouts wings out of their butt and flies to Tahiti. Never heard of that being done before. So how realistic is my goal? I want to lose that 20 pounds. Remember, we talked about that earlier. I want to lose 20 pounds in two days. Is that realistic? No, definitely not. I want to find a better job where I'm making double my current income. So let's say your current income is 30,000, you want to make it you want a job with $60,000, but you want to do it as a famous singer. Okay. Can you sing? No. Well, then it's not yet achievable. So you have to learn some things. Maybe take some voice lessons or learn auto-tune <laughs> or something. Those sound uh, don't do auto-tune, just learn to sing. And let's say that you want to do it in, you know, a two-week time frame. Is that realistic? Is it achievable to become a better singer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Most people can do that. Is it achievable for you? Perhaps you have something so wrong with your throat that that's never going to happen. Is it realistic to do it in that short time frame, to lose 20 pounds in two days? No, not really. I don't know of any way to do that. Not healthy anyway. So, Really come to terms with those things because it doesn't mean that you can't do what you want to do. It just might mean you might have to adjust. So are you going to play NBA at 75 years old? Not realistic. But you can go out to the park and play basketball with the guys out there. You might join a community team or a senior citizens team. So you might have to go about things a different way. You might have to make some concessions. And you might have to learn some things. For me, um, I'm studying to be a therapist, as most of you know. 
But in order to achieve that, is it achievable? Yeah, definitely. Is it achievable for me personally? Yes, definitely. I have the ability to go to school. I have the time to study. I'm smart enough to do it. Is it achievable? Yes. But is it achievable for me? Well, I had to decide, am I willing to give up a lot of what I do and a lot of my time so that I can do these things? Am I going to be motivated enough to stay in school for long enough to become a therapist? That takes a long time. In my case, the answers were yes. But if you don't think you're motivated enough to do it, if you think there's something that's going to hold you back, reassess that goal. Can you do anything to make the goal achievable or reasonable when it's not? And only you can decide that for yourself because obviously it's your own situation. Now, if you need help, I'm a life coach. There's a lot of other life coaches that are out there. You can see therapists, talk to a friend, talk to a professional in the field. See what they have to say. Sometimes we think things are impossible and they're really not once you start talking to people who really know about the subject. So do your research. Think hard. And look, if it's not reasonable and it's not achievable for you, sometimes we just have to accept that. But before you accept that you can't do this goal, look into every possible thing you can adjust the goal in such a way that it does become realistic, that it does become achievable. And that might mean you have to do something a little different or go about it in a different way, but that's for you to decide. And last, we have to have timeliness. So if I say that I want to lose 20 pounds and I don't say in what time frame, well, is that in the next 10 years? Is that in the next six months, the next one year before so-and-so's wedding? You know, give yourself a time frame because here's the deal. If you don't give yourself a time frame, then it's very easy to lose focus and lose motivation. Forget what you're doing. Get sidetracked. Life gets in the way. Blah, blah, blah. At the same time, you don't want to give yourself a time frame that's so short that you're destined to fail. I want to lose 20 pounds in two days. Well, look, if you've got 20 pounds to lose, you probably want to lose it now. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't, right? We want to get it done now. But it's not realistic, so I have to adjust the time frame. At what rate do you lose weight? Is two pounds a week reasonable? Okay, so two pounds a week times 10 weeks is 20 pounds. So give yourself 10 weeks. You might want to give yourself an extra week or two simply because sometimes you plateau when you lose weight, but you don't want to give yourself seven months. That's not enough time. And what it does, or I'm sorry, it's too much time. And so what that does is like, oh, well, you know, I have to lose another seven pounds, but eh, I still have a month left. So it's easy to slack off when you have too much time. And those of us who are college students, we already know this. I'm very good about scheduling when I'm going to do my homework because if I don't, next thing you know, like, ah, crap, that paper is due tomorrow and I have 17 pages to write. So you don't want to give yourself too little time. You don't want to give yourself too much time. You want to have that sweet spot right in the middle. And remember, these are your goals and you can adjust it. So if you say, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to losing two pounds a week for 10 weeks, and then I'll have lost 20 pounds and I'll feel better. And you're finding, ah, well, crap. I'm losing more like one pound a week. Two pounds is pushing it for me and my lifestyle, my age, my physical health, 
stress levels and so on. So adjust. Say, okay, well, you know what? I'm realizing that two pounds a week is not realistic. So I'm going to change to one pound a week for 20 weeks and then I'll be done. And there you go. You've adjusted your goals. And that's the thing about goals, especially goals that, you know, if the goal is, oh, call my mom, that's just real quick. You can do it now. It's one step. But when you have goals that are bigger, like lose 20 pounds over time, you have to really be willing to adjust and to play with it a little bit because you got to kind of figure it out. So it's okay to do that. Because then when you adjust, when you say realistically I'm losing one pound a week, you're not holding yourself to such a high standard that you're going to fail and then you're going to give up and then your self-esteem is going to be low and you know what, screw it, I'm going to have the ice cream. (laughs) You don't want to do that. You don't want to give yourself such a little time frame that you're stressing yourself out, that this isn't fun anymore. It becomes a a chore rather than self-development. See what I mean? So you got to hit that sweet spot. Not too little time because you want to give yourself enough time to do it, but not so much time that it's easy to kind of screw off and all that good stuff. And when we when we deal with goals, especially bigger ones, so let's say instead of 20 pounds, you had to lose 100 pounds. Well, that's a lot of weight to lose. Now, is it specific? Yes, I want to lose 100 pounds. Is it measurable? Yes, because you'll know when you hit 100 because it's math. Is it achievable? Yes, people have done it. Is it achievable for you? I don't know, is it? Do you have a medical problem that makes this dangerous or bad to do? But it it probably is achievable for most people. Is it realistic? Yes. People lose that much weight? Often. There's some really great and inspiring stories online and timeliness. So how long do you think it'll take you to lose 100 pounds? Well, we don't know. So set a time frame and then adjust it as you go. But 100 pounds to lose is a lot of weight. It's totally doable, but it can seem really big. And sometimes it can lead you to lose motivation because it's like, oh my God, I still have 70 pounds to go. That can seem like a lot. It can seem like it's taking so damn long. So what we do is we break a big goal up into smaller little bite-sized chunks. So instead of worrying about losing the whole 100 pounds, yeah, that's your goal. You're going to do it. But break it down into 5 or 10-pound segments. Are you going to save $100,000 and have $100,000 in your bank account? Well, unless you have $100,000 to plop in there right now, you're probably going to have to break that down into smaller segments. So you could say, I'm going to take 10% of my check each week and put that in until I get $10,000. And if you do the math on that, you'll, you'll know about how long that's going to take you. It is achievable. It's specific. It's measurable. But it's also breaking it down. So instead of worrying about getting together $10,000 and putting that in your account, you're breaking it down into weekly bite-sized chunks. You're breaking that 100 pounds down into 5 and 10 pound segments, whichever works best for you. And hey, if you're better at going higher, like 20 pounds a pop, okay, great. Whatever works for you. And the great thing about goals is they're yours. No one gets to tell you how to do it the right way. There's definitely wrong ways to do it. But the thing is, you're free to adjust 
all of these things in ways that make you more likely to achieve your goals. So, for example, if you do better losing two pounds at a time until you get to 100 and that motivates you because you need like constant motivation and stimulation, okay, cool, do it. If you are the kind of person that needs a really big goal to motivate you and you're like, nope, I got to do this in 25 pound chunks, then go for it. No problem. And if you find that it's not working, well, then adjust. If you find that, hey, you know what? 50 pounds is too big of a chunk. 25 pounds is too big of a chunk. Try going down to 15 or 20. You can adjust. And so generally what happens when I'm coaching somebody in a long-term goal is we have goals that I'm going to do today, goals that I'm going to do this week, goals that I'm going to do this month, and goals that I'm going to do in the next three months, and then your final goal of whatever that is. So, for example, for the weight issue, today's goal, I'm going to eat healthy. That's all you got to worry about. This week's goal, I'm going to work out three times. Three times this week to work out is my goal. What is your goal for the month? My goal for the month is to be able to say that I worked out three times a week, every single week, that I didn't eat any fast food, and I've been focusing on health. Awesome. What's your three-month goal? How much weight do you want to have lost after three months? How many times do you want to have worked out? What are those goals that you should have at the end of three months? And the reason that we don't do like three, six, and nine months, we go from three months to like your, your goal at the end of the year or your goal at the end of the line is because in three months' time, you may say like, okay, well, when I started losing weight, I was losing like three pounds a week. Now I'm down to like a pound and a half. So you might have to adjust your time frame. You might have to adjust how many times a week you're working out. You might be able to allow yourself more treats than you thought you could. And that's why I don't like to go too much further than three months. Obviously, we have the end goal, 100 pounds, boom. But anything over three months, I don't really like to worry about right now because one, that's a lot. You're, you're creating too much crap in your mind to think about. We want to simplify your goal setting, yeah? Because simplifying the goal setting simplifies the achievement. So after three months, maybe you say, hey, you know what? Everything's working out great. I want to continue exactly as I'm going. So then you'll set another set of goals for the next three months. And at the end of that second set of three months, so at the end of six months, I want to have lost this much weight. I want to be working out regularly, three times a week, consistently. I want this, I want this, I want this. And then at the end of that three months, we can reassess again. And, you know, if you don't know, if you're setting a goal and you really don't know a lot, I don't know how much, I've never tried to lose weight, so I don't know what my body's going to do, that's okay. Reassess at the end of a week. Reassess at the end of two weeks. Reassess at the end of a month. Assessment of your goals is really important because it lets you know how much progress you've made, how much you have left. What are you doing right? What are you doing wrong? What do you need to change? What do you need to adjust? What do you need to learn? What do you got to do to make yourself successful? Now, something that helps a lot of people achieve their goals is having an accountability partner. And this is something I do a lot as a life coach. So, for example, losing the weight. 
I'm going to lose 20 pounds. All right, cool. How long do you have to do that? You want to give yourself two months? Okay, awesome. So we're going to look at losing about 10 pounds a month. That's about five pounds every two weeks. That's about two and a half pounds a week. Okay, so let's say that you know your body can do this. But it's really easy for some people to get off track. To say, you know what? I'll have McDonald's just this one time. And the one time turns into 10 times. And that turns into like, oh crap, everything I lost, I regained plus two pounds. Dang. Now, having an accountability partner is good for that. That's why they uh, suggest like teamwork when losing weight so that you can kind of feed off of each other's motivation. As a life coach, I'll touch in, I'll touch base with people and say, okay, great. So where are we on track with your goals? Where are we at? Great. You know, you've only eaten fast food once, but you're working out three times a week. Okay. So you lost one pound instead of two. Okay. So what can we do better next time? Sometimes having somebody to answer to, not that I'm going to be like, oh, you're bad. You're a horrible person. It doesn't work like that with coaching, but sometimes having somebody to answer to is the motivation you need. You know, like, damn, I don't want to have to tell Sam I ate McDonald's. You know what? I'm going to go home and eat something healthy instead. Now, there's other people that don't require accountability because they're accountable to themselves. And I'm one of these people. I am probably my worst critic and I'm harder on myself than anybody else can be. So for me, I don't want to have to think, oh, I didn't work out. I know how that makes me feel. It makes me feel like shit because I didn't accomplish my goal. I'm a very goal-oriented person. So for me, being accountable to myself is fine. But to other people, they need that outside accountability. And it doesn't have to be a life coach. It can be your therapist. It can be a good friend. I've even heard of people doing things like telling a friend or loved one, hey, I am trying to get an A in this class. So when I talk to you, every now and then I need you to ask me, so how are you doing in class? Are you getting all your schoolwork done? Are you still working out three times a week? Are you still going to the gym? Are you still on your diet eating healthy? Sometimes just knowing that you're going to have to answer for that is enough motivation to get it done. And I've got to say, if you keep having problems with motivation and you just repeatedly can't do it or you make excuses to the person that you're accountable to, I want you to reassess the goal. Like what's what's holding you back? And we'll talk about this in some future podcasts too. Like, are you afraid of success? Are you not really motivated to do it in the first place? Are you doing it for somebody else? So this doesn't really mean that much to you. In order to achieve a goal, setting a goal is easy. But achieving a goal requires motivation. And the more motivated you are to accomplish a goal, the less problems you're going to have doing it because you're going to look for opportunities everywhere. You're going to get up. You're going to work out. You're going to make those healthy food choices. You're going to feel proud of yourself. But let's say the reason that you want to lose 20 pounds is not because you feel wrong, not because you feel bad. You're fine. You're good with yourself and you're okay with how you look. But your significant other or a partner, a family member, a friend is going, ugh, you need to lose weight. 
and they nag at you and nag at you and nag at you, well, what you're really doing it for is to shut them up. And sometimes, depending on who's nagging at you, that may be the motivation you need. But for other people, if they're not doing it for themselves, then it's not easy for them to accomplish. If you love smoking cigarettes and you're fine with it, but you're getting bitched at from whoever, and that's the only reason you're quitting, that may not be a good enough reason for you to quit. So if you find yourself really making excuses and finding every reason to not move forward, not to accomplish your goals, then ask yourself, is this what I really want? Is this, am I doing this for myself? And then you can look at why. Why do I want to accomplish this goal? Why is this important to me? What happens if I accomplish it? What are the benefits? Now, if I don't accomplish it, what's the bad part of that? Sometimes just weighing those factors is a great way to motivate yourself. And then when you're feeling a lack of motivation, then you can kind of go to that list and remind yourself why you're doing something. Another thing is affirmations. Affirmations help to keep motivation up because when you're doing a big goal, you're doing a big goal, like I'm going to go from having a high school diploma to having a PhD. That is over a decade of college most of the time. And it's easy to lose motivation, especially college sucks in so many ways. Um, So what's going to keep you motivated through that time? For me, it's a personal drive. I really want to be a therapist. This is really what I want to do. So I'm highly motivated. But other people, sometimes they need a reminder or like a motivation boost. Let me, let me raise that motivation level back up. And for these kind of people, affirmations tend to work fairly well. So, for example, you can just do it mentally. You get up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you're like, I got this. I got this. I'm going to get an A on this test. I'm going to eat healthy today and I'm going to exercise and I'm going to feel great about it. And you can do that anywhere at any time and nobody needs to know you're doing it. Some people aren't really great about giving themselves affirmation. They forget or they don't believe themselves, things like that. So something that I've noticed a lot of people do and are helped by is writing down the affirmation and sticking it somewhere. So for example, you're losing 20 pounds. Awesome. Good for you. But you find yourself really wanting an ice cream sometimes. You know, like, oh, just this one time, it'll be fine. Stick a big affirmation on your refrigerator to where when you grab the handle of that refrigerator, you're you're going to see it. And it says something like, I feel great when I make healthy food choices. I like being fit and healthy. I feel sexier. Whatever it is that you have to do. But remember, we want to use positive language. So we don't want to say, don't be a fat pig and eat bad food. No, we don't want to do that. We want to concentrate on the positive. I make healthy food choices. I enjoy eating healthy food. I enjoy exercising. So that every time you open the refrigerator, that reminder is right there. I love healthy food. Well, here's the great thing about your brain. You can teach your brain what to do. So if you tell your brain over and over, I hate working out. God, I hate working out. And then it's time to work out. Your brain knows you hate it, and it will find every justification for not going to work out and exercise. On the flip side, if you say, I love exercising, 
I feel great. I feel more confident. I feel good about myself. I love to exercise. I love to go to the gym. Well, I guess, you know, you tell your brain that so many times and guess what? Your brain's going to believe it. And then you're going to find exercising healthy. I did this with drinking water. I used to not drink water at all. And then I started telling myself, water tastes great. I love water. I'm thirsty for a glass of water. And guess what? I almost never crave a soda pop now, but I definitely crave water. So I've shifted my brain. And you can do this. There's an old saying that I read somewhere, whether you think you can win or lose, you're correct. So if you tell yourself you're going to lose, your brain says, okay, no problem. And if you tell yourself I'm going to win, your brain does the same thing. Okay, cool, let's do it. So tell your brain what you want. And that's what affirmations do. Affirmations are like little mini trainings that teach your brain how you want it to think, how you want it to look at a situation. So on the refrigerator, I love making healthy food choices. Boom, there you go. Now sometimes you don't notice that thing anymore. Kind of like when you're driving by a billboard for the 18th time and it's the same billboard and you no longer notice it. So sometimes you might have to change the color of that post-it, make it bigger, make it smaller, write it in you know, a different color. So sometimes you might have to work with yourself a little and that's really okay. Some of us need a lot more help staying motivated than others. The key is not judging yourself about that, but finding ways to keep it going, to keep it working. So try those affirmations. And you know, sometimes what I do, depending on what the goal is, I might put a reminder in my phone that, you know, let's say, okay, well, you get hungry around two o'clock every day and there's a vending machine right near your cubicle. You have so much work to do that you just want to eat lunch quick and get back to your work. It's really easy to say, you know what, just this one time, I'll grab a candy bar to eat for lunch instead of walking all the way to the cafeteria or packing lunch in the morning or whatever. So what you can do in that point, schedule a reminder on your phone. It's two o'clock. I love eating healthy snacks when I'm hungry. And boom, you're programming your brain. You're reminding yourself. You're seeing and reading the affirmation. So you're saying it to yourself as you read it. And then you could go make a healthier food choice. There's all these little kind of brain hacks for goal setting, motivation, and achievement. And I'm hardly touching on it. This is like a really, really deep subject. And it's one that I spend a lot of time on with my clients. So if you need extra help, feel free to hit me up. We can set you up with, you know, a coaching package and get you going. But for those of you who are very self-directed and just need a little bit of info, this is for you. Give some of these tricks a try. If you have others that I haven't mentioned, I would love to hear about them. So feel free to leave it in the comments or on Twitter or something like that. And maybe I'll include those in a future podcast. So for your homework, what I would like you to do is set a goal for yourself. It doesn't have to be big. It can be something small. And I want you to be specific about the goal. Is it attainable? Is it reasonable? Is it measurable? And in what time frame are you going to do it? Tell me about it. Tell me about your success with it. And if you'd like to find me online, I'm at samdonnelly.net, randomaxpod.com. I'm on Instagram as randomaxpod and also Twitter under the same name. 
feel free to send your show ideas, topic suggestions, comments, whatever, whatever, to all those good places. And for those of you who prefer YouTube, this is going to be the first podcast that I link up with some graphics so we can have the audio with a little bit of a video presentation. I know some of you are visual learners, so seeing what I'm saying is a little bit easier to remember. And I will put it out on my Twitter and my webpage when I've got that up and going. So please head on over there and subscribe once it's all up. I'll send you the information at the right time. Okay, thanks for joining me. It was a pleasure as always. I'll talk to you next time.